Welcome to the Semicolon Club podcast. Funny name, serious podcast. In each episode, we focus on topics relevant to those living with colon cancer. It is our goal to inspire and encourage you during your fight and to provide hope throughout your journey. The show is not just for patients, but for survivors, caregivers, family, and friends as you navigate this journey together. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We are so pleased to welcome J.P. Dice, who is the chief meteorologist at the local Fox affiliate here in Birmingham, Alabama. J.P. is also a board member for the Rump Shaker organization and a young colon cancer survivor. J.P., welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here, Jackie. Uh, excited to, uh, to talk about a, a cause that's near and dear to me. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I've often said is uh, folks need to be aware of this kind of cancer and early detection is really the key. That's right. That's right. We really, um, one of the biggest goals of our organization is to educate the community and educate folks on the need for screening. We hear all too often that this is an old person's disease or, um, you know, things, things of that nature, a lot of myths around colon cancer. Um, and so I'd love for you to share with us today uh, your personal experience um, as a young colon cancer survivor. Yeah, it, it happened uh, back in, uh, I guess it was 2012 now, so uh, eight years ago. I had just turned 40, and, you know, one of these people, I guess I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac, if, if, if you will, always kind of paying attention to any abnormalities, and I had gone to the bathroom a few, uh, a few times, and what appeared to be a little bit of blood. Uh, wasn't very prominent, nothing that really stood out. You know, it wasn't, it, it was almost, it was very questionable, even if it was blood, but I was, I was a little bit concerned and I talked to my wife about it. Who's an RN, talked to some other folks and they're like, yeah, it's probably nothing, probably hemorrhoids or something like that. Um, didn't have any other symptoms, felt fine and just kind of kept nagging at me. And I decided to go and, and, and get a colonoscopy. And, uh, at that point, um, Right after I got up, the uh, the doctor, the GI doc said, hey, we found a two and a half uh, centimeter and we're pretty sure it's uh, a cancerous mass. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's, uh, you know, uh, being a little bit of a pessimist, I, I suppose that's that's exactly what I expected to hear. So uh, it was a, a, a tumor. And next thing we we're going to get a CT scan, a full CT to make sure nothing had spread anywhere, basically going through the staging process. And fortunately, nothing was anywhere else. And I started right away on chemo and radiation uh, here in Birmingham. And then right after that, uh, I had surgery uh, after a few months, uh, surgery in December of 2012. And it was enough advanced it wasn't highly advanced but it was enough that it penetrated the like the bowel wall a little bit and i had six months of chemo after the surgery and the chemo that i had was common you know what what most people with this uh, usually end up getting and that is the uh, the full fog which is the uh, 5-FU and the oxaliplatin chemo which uh, isn't the worst out there but it's certainly it's it's not a walk in the park either and by June, I had finished up the chemo and 
you know, the rest of it is just the, the follow-ups, getting some uh, colonoscopies and every year a CT scan or a PET scan and the blood work. And I did that for five years. And then, you know, that was all good. And the doctor uh, sent me on my merry way. So I guess I was fortunate that mine was not too advanced, but it was still advanced enough more uh, than I, what I would have liked because we ended up doing the, the whole chemo process. But uh I, I always had, you know, this thought that it was kind of like a, an older person's disease. I thought 40, nah, it's probably not that. I think a lot of people probably think the same thing, but more and more people, even in their, their 20s and 30s, are being diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer. So if you have anything that doesn't seem right, any abnormalities, whether it be blood, change of bowel habits, uh, anything like that, don't be afraid to go to the doctor and let the expert tell you that it's it's nothing or if it is something you know, you certainly have a much better chance of getting something fixed if you uh, if you detect it early. That's right. Yeah, that's a that's great a great point. Something I'd like you to share with us. Um, well, I'd like to point two things out. First, you said you had just turned forty. Yeah. And for those folks that are listening to us uh, that may not realize, the screening recommended uh, recommended screening age is 50. Now, there have been several entities who have come out within the past six months to a year, um, including the American Cancer Society, um, recommending that the screening age begin at 45. Now, there are some insurance companies that will cover at 45. Some will not. Um, We do look for that to become the standard age uh, within the next few months. But even still, you were five years younger than this lowered screening age that we're talking about. So I want to point out to folks that, you know, you were 10 years younger than the recommended screening age. If you had just shrugged that off and said, I'm not old enough, um, you know, obviously you wouldn't have made it to 50. No, so no. let's go ahead and, <laughs> and, and throw that out. But something you said I'd like you to elaborate on. You talked about the chemotherapy, um, and I know just from knowing your personal story that you had a choice um, on whether to pursue chemotherapy, that your staging was kind of on the line, and I hear that a lot, Um, and I would say it's about 50-50, people that choose to do chemo and they choose not to. Talk to us a little bit about your situation and why you you chose that, and, you know, was that, um, you know, was that recommended or, I guess... Uh, you know, were your doctors pleased with that being your choice? Yeah, uh, very pleased. It's uh, It wasn't a have to, but it was encouraged. And my thought process, you know, I looked at it pretty analytically. Did I want to go back and have something reappear a few years down the road and say, you know what, I, I didn't do this and treat it aggressively as I, as I should have. You know, I, if I would have yeah. done this, I want to make sure, hey, I've done everything that we could possibly and if something did reappear, I, I couldn't say, well, I wish I would have done this and wish I would have done that. So uh, I, I would say anybody that is physically able to handle chemotherapy, they don't have, you know, any, any other, anything's wrong with them that, that would make it uh, even worse. I would say, you know, do that, follow the doctor's advice and uh, treat things as, as aggressive as you, as you possibly can. So you don't end up having any kind of uh, regrets out of that. And I'm going to go ahead and add that I was not a person with all these risk factors. You know, you talk about risk factors and and red meat diet. You know, I would I would eat red meat sometimes, but you know, I wasn't eating a hamburger a day or a steak every day. 
uh, uh, you know, I was mainly a, a, a poultry and a, and a fish guy for the most part and um, mm-hmm. not, you know, grossly overweight, maybe could, you know, lose a few pounds here and there, but nothing that was, you know, anything like that. Very active, uh, no family history, um, uh, no smoking, no drinking, none of that. And if I could get it, anybody could absolutely get this. If I could get it, anybody could get it. That's what I, I, I tell people. Don't discount it just because you don't do this and this and you don't have family history. If you got something that doesn't appear right, get an expert to tell you what's going on. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you for saying that because you're right. You, that, that is one thing that is extremely unique about your story. Um, you were very young and all the things you just mentioned. Um, and, you know, people obviously on podcasts can't, can't see our faces, but, you know, you definitely, um, definitely were not the candidate for any of these, any of these um, complications. And, you know, that's one thing people always ask, what can I do? What can I do to prevent colon cancer? What can I do to prevent really any cancer? And, you know, that's what, that's what we tell people, the precautions, you know, the normal things that you can do to prevent colon cancer are the same things that you're going to do to prevent heart disease and diabetes and, you know, really just living a healthy lifestyle. There's not not one magic um, thing that you can do. Uh, but that's the excellent point, JP. If, if you could be diagnosed with this, then anybody, unfortunately, is a candidate uh, to, to have this issue. Um, talk a little bit, if you would, about how you've used your platform. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of this program, you're the chief meteorologist uh, for the Fox affiliate here in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, so you have a very large audience, uh, large following, not only on the TV station, uh, but, you know, social media outlets and so forth. And you've really used um, your platform to get the message out there. Talk a little bit about why that's been important to you. Yeah, I, I think if I had not talked about it uh, on television, on social media, on our website, uh, I, I think it would have been a wasted opportunity. I, I think... Um, if, if I would have been, you know, J.P. Dice and I would have been, you know, a car mechanic somewhere uh, and I would have gotten it, you know, I could tell friends and, and relatives or whatever, here's what I've got. But I wouldn't reach nearly as many people uh, by working in, in broadcasting. You know, every day we already reach a lot of people. And I thought, well, this is a great way to maybe encourage somebody else out there to get checked if, um, if they were a little reluctant about doing it or they have something going on and they're kind of questioning it, maybe to kind of push them over the edge. Hey, I need to go get this looked at. And, and very shortly after talking about it on TV, started getting emails and messages uh, from people that, hey, I went to the doctor. Doctor diagnosed me with colon cancer uh, and they think they can fix it. And I still hear from those people today that are doing well. And they, and man, it's probably the, the coolest thing that I've ever done in, in, in my, my career. I would hear back from them and, and they would say, hey, if we hadn't heard about you on TV, probably wouldn't have gone to the doctor. So that was yep. an incredibly rewarding thing uh, to hear that because you get people's attention and they start getting checked out and doing what they need to do. And if I hadn't had this job, you know, everything kind of worked out. If I hadn't had the job that I do, probably wouldn't have been able to touch as many people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And, and we appreciate, you know, your involvement with our organization and um, how your voice has really 
just push that message out to, to this community. Um, it's, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful partnership. Um, talk a little bit, if you would, um, you were the guy who was instrumental in starting the support mm-hmm. group, uh, semicolon club that we host here in Birmingham. And when we started that support group, that was, and honestly still is the only colon cancer specific support group in the state of Alabama. Um, Talk a little bit about why you felt that was important and maybe talk to the folks that may be listening to us that say they don't need a support group or they don't need a support system. Share why you felt like that was important. Yeah, I wanted to have something where people could gather around and and folks that have gone through similar experiences could uh, share their stories uh, maybe uh, offer some helpful hints that they learned along the way of, of going through the whole process. And it was also nice to be able to have some people that you could see uh, once a month that had this and are living uh, a normal life. Uh, you have a lot of people, and especially if you go uh, to the Internet, you're going to read the, just these horrible <laughs> stories. Uh, and it's not to say that they, those things don't happen, but a doctor told me, my surgeon told me when I, when I told, told him, I'm like, man, I just hear all this terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm scared to death here. He's like, well, here's the thing. He said, people that, that have this and do okay with it and have good results, they don't stay on medical forums. They don't really post that. It's all, it's really a collection right. of everybody that has had a horrible experience all in one place. So I wanted to have a, 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 an area that you could see somebody and you're going through it. It's like, well, gosh, they had it five years ago and they're doing well. Uh, some encouragement. And also yes. a, a place where we could have doctors come in and and people and, and nurses and, and medical professionals to be able to talk about what you're going through, maybe how to, how you could better navigate the chemo and, and being able to deal with all of that. I mean, just a lot uh, of of that kind of fellowship. I, I think it's just a, a wonderful thing, and, and many people have made lifelong friends with that. I'd like you just to share a few words to those who maybe are newly yeah. diagnosed. Um, just talk a little bit about navigating that, that process and maybe a few tips of things. you Yeah. I, I think number one, um, you know, make sure you're, you're listening to the medical professionals. Um, don't, uh, social media and uh, internet has its place, but you know, Dr. Google, as I like to say, will never replace <laughs> right. a, a real physician here in, in the Birmingham area. We're very blessed to have a, a wonderful medical community. There, there's some incredible surgeons and oncologists yeah. right here. Um, and and that, that worked out well for me. Um, and, I, and I've seen folks that sometimes uh, will, will spend a lot of time traveling all over the country trying to find somebody at some of these, you know, well-regarded institutions. And you don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, in fact, you may be wasting critical time and where you could be getting treatment here. If you got something a little oddball, yeah. maybe so. But colon cancers and colorectal cancers are pretty common. Uh, unfortunately, they're very common. Yeah. And that's not something that you really need to travel all over the world for to find an expert. There's plenty of experts typically in your community, uh, especially if you're in a, in a medical community like Birmingham, where you have, um, you know, your UABs and your Grandviews and St. Vincent's and Princeton and Brookwood, all of these are good facilities. Um, yeah. So, so follow their advice, take care of yourself, make sure you're getting plenty of rest and, and 
make sure you're eating properly because these these chemo drugs are are rough and it's it's really important that you take care of your nutrition get your rest uh, I, you know i continued really for the most part aside from a few days here and there that to uh, continue my tv weather job and i didn't fortunately didn't have to miss too many days of work even with the chemo now it wasn't always roses uh, coming to work and you know that stuff does beat beat up on you pretty good but I was man- managed to, to do that okay uh, and and a lot of these cancers uh, it does have a high cure rate uh, don't you know never get on the internet and allow yourself to become a statistic because if you, if you get on there you're gonna right. find these doomsday scenarios and it goes with everything whatever you're looking up everything yes. on the internet it's killing you. It's just doomsday. So you need a, a good attitude yeah. is is also uh, very important in navigating this. And again, I, I preach early detection. Get, you know, I wasn't like somebody that went and got a colonoscopy and I just had a polyp. That's that's your ideal thing. You get that and get that taken care mm-hmm. of and no big deal. I was a person that already had a fully yeah. developed uh, cancer that needed uh, chemotherapy and surgical intervention. You don't want to let it get that far. <laughs> but uh, I did, and right. I, I kind of did that because, hey, I'm not even supposed to be getting colonoscopies, and you know this is not even the normal that's age right. for this to be happening. So that's what happened with me. Um, and, and this is a cancer that, and no disrespect for other cancers. I mean, they're all bad, but the colon cancer yeah. just doesn't get the respect that it deserves. I mean, th- there are really, right. aside from the Rump Shaker organization. There's not a lot of publicity about it. It's not something, you know, breast cancer is, is talked about a lot. There's a lot of, of uh, organizations dealing with that. And that's a very serious cancer and it can be a, a fatal cancer. But this is one that is right up there. It's high on the list, even with women, too. And and it needs to Absolutely. have some respect that it's a, it's a bad one and, yeah. and be aware of it and and get yourself checked out in that regard, too. And don't don't let, you know insurance companies or whatever make that decision on 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 when you need to get the colonoscopy if something ain't right go to the doctor that's right yes absolutely and and that's what you said a while ago about the um you you mentioned you weren't even supposed to be getting the colonoscopy you know colon cancer unfortunately does not have a lot of symptoms. The, the number one symptom of colon cancer is no symptom, you know, is, is what we hear people say. And so you really do, you've got to be, you've got to be extra, you know, aware. And the fact that you, you know, I know the story goes that you had a couple of medical professionals tell you it's probably nothing, you know, I mean, you could do a colonoscopy if yeah. you want to, but, you know, you really took, you, you could have had an out, I, I, I guess I mean, is what I I'm saying. medical professionals, uh, MDs that were like, yeah, it's probably nothing. Uh, and yeah. I, I did it anyway, just to have that peace of mind. Yes. Because what if it is nothing? Yay, this is a great day. You know, Yay. I, 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 right. I wasted money on sillier things, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, so yes, uh, talking to your physician there's always, you know, if, if the physician feels like you have a valid concern or valid issue, there is always a way to order these things where insurance mm-hmm. will cover them, you know, and that's, that's your doctor knows how to do those things. If, you know, we're not advocating for every 20 year old to go get a colonoscopy for no reason, but we're talking about folks that 
you know, for whatever reason it is, I, I know I've heard one of the physicians we work with a lot uh, here in the Birmingham area. He said, sometimes you have that nagging feeling inside and sure. don't ignore that. And, and that guess kind of yeah, what the you, little voice you talked that about. Tells a little you, bit hey, go, check that out. go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just being sensitive um, and, and not letting, you know, a lot of people are looking for that physician to tell them it's not anything. Oh, good. I didn't want to have that done anyway. And, 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 but, and I'll add this you know, colonoscopy. Uh, it's a, it's, you know, yeah. obviously it's, a, it's an invasive uh, procedure. It is done in, mm -hmm. in a clinical setting, very much almost like a, very similar to uh, an operating room type type setting. But yes. I will tell you this as a guy who's had probably five or six of these things, um, it's not a big mm -hmm. deal. You go into it because you're just not used to that environment. And it's a little, I'm going to be put to sleep and I got IV in me and this is yeah. kind of scary stuff. Believe me, it kind of looks that way because you just, it's, it's unfamiliar territory. It is not a yeah. big deal. I, I, I trust me, it is not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you got it built up in your head like it is. Don't think that way. Yeah. Go and you'll have the best sleep you've ever had. <laughs> That's right. Well, and and we'll we'll leave it on this note right here. Um, you you're a guy who's had multiple colonoscopies, but you're also a guy who went through chemotherapy. So, would you say to the person who is leery of the colonoscopy? that the colonoscopy is uh, much better Absolutely. than chemotherapy. Absolutely. Here's <laughs> the colonoscopy, you know, as I say, the, the day before you get yourself a, a good five pound, uh, quick, quick uh, weight yes. reduction program uh, prior to going to the hospital. Yeah. And then you go in there and uh, it, it seems like the process really takes about, you know, when you get back there about 30 minutes, it seems like it takes a, a nanosecond. You wake up, and doctor yeah. talks to you and hopefully all is good. And if they, if they found some polyps, yep. they got those and all is good. And you go and treat yourself to a wonderful lunch somewhere. And, uh, and yes. you have this ultimate relief. And if you yes. get some bad news, at least you know something and you can start treatment on something. Because you know what? If you didn't do it, uh, you're just going to sit there until something yep. gets way out of hand that they can't fix. Well, JP, I thank you so much for joining us. Um, I always enjoy talking to you and love uh, to hear you share your story with folks because I know what an impact it has on people. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we'll talk to you another right, day Jen, very soon. Always good being here on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Semi Colon Club podcast. See you next time. Thank you.